Hello and welcome to The Coworking Club, a podcast for female business owners who want to work for themselves, not by themselves. I'm your host, Jessica Berry, and each week I'll be chatting to a new guest all about the realities of running your own business, sharing tips and tricks for dealing with the loneliness and isolation that comes with working from home, as well as discussing the benefits of building community through co-working. So what are you waiting for? Come and join the club. Hello and welcome back to the co-working club. I am so happy to have you here and seeing as it's the first podcast of 2020, I want to wish you a very happy new year. I hope you all had a lovely break over Christmas, hopefully. And yeah, I hope you're ready to go into this brand new decade with lots of exciting plans and goals and dreams that you want to achieve. So this episode is actually going to be perfect for that because I'm speaking to someone that I've followed online for a long time now and have met a couple of times also and that is Kat Horrocks who is a life and career coach for women who want to put themselves first and achieve their goals. So in this episode we're going to be chatting all about why setting goals is so important when you run your own business, how to know whether a goal is too big or unachievable, as well as how to create an action plan so that you can really follow through with those goals and achieve everything that you want to in 2020. So yeah, I really hope you enjoy this one. It is the perfect conversation to kickstart the new year. I hope you have a great first day back in the office if you're listening to this on the day that it goes out and you are back at work today. I know a lot of people probably won't have had a proper break over Christmas, but yeah, if you are struggling with those kind of back to work blues today, hopefully this episode will give you a little bit of motivation and um, And yeah, I really hope you enjoyed it because I really enjoyed recording it with Kat. It was an absolute pleasure and we chatted for well over an hour. So I hope you enjoy this very meaty podcast (laughs) on a Monday morning. So yeah, without further ado, here is the episode. Hi Kat, thanks so much for having me here today. Thank you so much for coming around. So do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, your career history and the background behind your business? Yes, I do. <laughs> um, so my name's Kat, Kat Horrocks. I am a women's life coach and podcast host as well. So I'm really excited to be chatting with a fellow podcaster. Um, my work is all about empowering women to put themselves first and achieve their goals. So I support women to do this through one-to-one coaching my weekly content I interview inspiring women on my podcast every Monday and as of January 2020 feels really weird (laughs) yeah it does (laughs) as of this month um group coaching as well which is really really exciting and I'm also lucky enough to get to either be asked or to host various like talks workshops and different things throughout the year as well which is Mm -hmm. always fun too so I do like I have my finger in many pies, yeah. but everything I do is all about empowering women to put themselves first. And by that, I mean, make time for themselves, make time for the things that are important to them, let go of the notion that being, 
you know, self-care is is selfish because that just isn't true, even though that's still that still really feels true to a lot of women. Help them embrace like boundaries, work-life balance, all those all those cliches, but things that so many women are still really struggling with, which I'm sure we're gonna dive into today. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That is the like main bulk of the work that I do. And in terms of how I got into it, I have never had like a normal job in terms of a full-time nine-to-five. I was in college doing my A-levels and then I figured out that I didn't want to go to university. I didn't want to have a normal job. I wanted to work for myself, much to the <laughs> much to the disappointment of my mum and dad at the time. <laughs> but... I was so passionate at the time about um, makeup and beauty. I was making makeup videos on YouTube. I was writing a beauty blog. I like lived, sleep, ate and breathed makeup. And I wanted to be a makeup artist. So out of college, instead of going to uni, I trained to be a makeup artist. And then from there, whilst I was building up that business, I was just working part-time in retail. So the concept of like self-employment has always been has has always been my reality Mm. so I've never actually known what it was like to work for someone else uh, which is really interesting and yeah I loved being a makeup artist I actually fell into bridal makeup I found that that was like that was my favorite part of the industry that was the bit that lit me up Mm-hmm. And when I dug deep into why I loved that so much, it was really the one-to-one connection that I had with another woman. I've always been a girl's girl. I've always been an out and proud like feminist. <laughs> I just feel like connecting with other women gives me so much. And I've always been very good one-on-one connecting with just one other person. Mm-hmm. Um, the group stuff really developed more later on. So I realised that the reason I loved being a makeup artist was being with another woman and giving her that time and space to feel like her best self, feel confident, feel feel pampered. Like for mo- for many women, we don't we very very rarely give ourselves that time. And on a woman's wedding day, it's like probably the only time in her life for many women that she'll invest that amount of time and money into herself Mm -hmm. and into making herself feel good and you know weddings is a whole other conversation whether that (laughs) whether you believe in that or not but I found it so special to be a part of a woman's special day and to help her feel amazing and we all know we've all been to like a, a good hairdresser that we love or our nail lady or whoever and it is like counseling often Mm -hmm. it's like a therapy session it is for many women where you go to kind of offload and rant about something that's going on in your life or just open up to someone else that isn't necessarily in your life yeah but still has your best interest at heart and is Mm -hmm. there to listen to so yeah I would say a combination of that experience and just the kind of natural way that I've always had to listen to others and to connect with others one-on-one led me down this path where eventually I thought 
I can't be a makeup artist forever. I don't want to be a makeup artist doing people's weddings at 50. <laughs> what can I do that like gives me that in a more sustainable way? And I was having a bit of a crisis. I didn't have a clue what I wanted to do. So I actually hired a coach myself. I hired a business coach. Um, I worked with Jen Carrington, but I feel like I still like shout from the rooftops that she is amazing. Oh yeah, because she's the dream and, to work with. Yeah, her, I would love to work with her. Her work, like she is incredible, and she again like held that space for me to figure figure out my what was going on in my head to get all of these you know skills, experiences, things down on paper, mm-hmm. and after a, quite a number of months of kind of soul searching coaching came up mm-hmm. and it was a really full circle moment because when I was at high school actually I for a while wanted to be a therapist I ended up not obviously I ended up <laughs> not being a therapist and a big part of that was I've never been a science and maths person I've always mm. been a writer and a, like a communicator Creative, yeah. and a, numbers don't come naturally to mm. me stats and anal- analyzing things and all that kind of stuff don't come naturally to me so I was completely scared of doing any sciences at a level and of course to be a th- to be a psychotherapist if anyone doesn't know you have to be a doctor and mm. then you have to be a therapist yeah so I would have had to do a medical course mm-hmm. and then do therapy so that was never the right path for me although I feel like with coaching it's of course incredibly incredibly different and a very completely different therapy is on a completely different level and I'm happy to talk about the difference Mm -hmm. but I still feel like it's a full circle moment when I realized that I was still tapping into that part of myself that wanted to help someone else and connect one-on-one but I was doing it in a way that works for me and mm-hmm. is kind of the nat- a natural path for me yeah. to take so that's a very very long-winded story <laughs> no it's good to it's good to know the full background I'm not sure if I ever knew that you went straight into being self-employed after college actually so that's interesting yeah um, and yeah those two kind of different careers essentially you might at first think they're very different the makeup artist and the life coach but now that you've explained that kind of process that you went through you can really see kind of the the relevancy of both of those and how they could have come together which is really interesting I'm really happy to share that story as well because a lot of people struggle with whether they want to start a business or whether they're in a business and want to pivot Mm -hmm. they have that crisis moment where they don't know what they want to do yeah yeah and I think if I hadn't had that moment, then I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing mm. now, which is what really fits with me. Yeah, exactly. I think it's easy as well when you've set up a business and if it is a successful business to then think, actually, this isn't fulfilling me and I want to go in a different direction. Well, it's very scary, number one, yeah. because you're essentially turning your back on something that you've created that is successful and brings you money um, to go down an uncertain path. Yeah. And also... Yeah, it's finding like a whole new clientele, I suppose, as well, which is 
can be terrifying. very daunting. Yeah, yeah. it is. It was terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm speaking from experience at the moment because I'm essentially going through this process. Yeah, so yeah, yeah I'm, I'm right there. Now, your business is very focused around goal setting. Is this something that kind of came about naturally for you? Yes, <laughs> in a okay. nutshell. Um, another thing that I've, all, I've always been that person who friends come to for advice Mm -hmm. but I've also always been that person who's like everyone's cheerleader yeah and often friends would say to me growing up like when when I come around to your house or when I come and visit you and I spend time with you I want to go away and like I want to I want to go after my goals or I want to go to the gym or I want to you know start looking after myself more and I've always been that kind of annoying annoying person (laughs) annoying to some people in that I'm not a Pollyanna I'm not like positive all the time definitely not but I'm very focused on the the vision that I have for my life and I've known from a young age that like I'm on my path and I'm going after what I want and nothing is gonna stop me from doing that Mm -hmm. so I've always been I've always been that kind of person yeah Um, and my like my mum and dad laugh at me my fella laughs at me because he's like you just you're almost too much sometimes (laughs) 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 I think sometimes it's a sometimes it's a bad thing to be so goal driven Mm. and you need that time to pause and you need that time to look back and be proud of yourself and give yourself a pat on the back but goals goals as goal setting has always come really naturally to me and Mm -hmm. something that I genuinely look forward to and enjoy doing yeah so you kind of just touched on that but do you think that goal setting became even more important for you when you went self-employed because from my experience over like the past two years I think it can be quite easy to kind of like plateau Mm -hmm. when you're a business owner because you're completely in control of everything that happens in your business so for me like the past year that I just had would be deemed as quite successful in terms of maybe financially it was successful but was I really kind of reaching for my goals or was I just kind of plodding along with clients and taking on new clients and just kind of keeping things quite on an even keel so I've found that this year is my time where I'm like no I need to really set some goals if I want to start achieving the things that I want to happen in my life and that for me kind of includes pivoting my business so yeah it's a skill like Mm. being able to take a step back assess the situation Mm -hmm. and plan ahead for the future is a skill yeah and especially if you have previously worked in a corporate role or in a nine-to-five someone else has facilitated that for you Mm -hmm. and even if you've never worked in a nine-to-five like me you've never owned a business before when you start your own business so yeah being being self-motivated and being a self-starter however you want to phrase it that is a real skill and that is a skill that you need to have if you're Mm going to grow and continue to grow a thriving sustainable business and I think I was thinking about this question last night when I was reading through the notes I think a lot of people go self-employed because they want some element of flexibility. Yeah. They want some element of of leeway of give in their life, whether it be to spend more time at home, whether it be to be there for certain family members or kids or have more time to travel. 
and all those things are amazing and I I believe you can you can make business work for you and you can be earning money doing what you love and still be able to make time for those things but I think in the pursuit of that sometimes we forget that we do we do need an element of structure Mm -hmm. and I feel like goal setting comes in to kind of fill fill that void when you're starting from the you're building something from the ground up and it's all on you Mm -hmm. so you really need to steer that ship in the direction that you want it to and to get to that point where you can afford to go on holiday more or you can only work two or three days a week and then be with your kids goals setting is just a framework that is going to allow you to get there and I think as a business owner if you're not I know it's a cliche by this point but if you're not working on your business on a regular basis and working on big picture goals and you're just working in your business like the example that you shared Mm -hmm. so many of us fall into those moments and you know that there's going to be times where you are just coasting and that's fine but if you're not regularly taking a step back to work on the business rather than work in the business then that you can run into times of a plateau Mm -hmm. or feeling unfulfilled or whatever it might be so yeah I do feel like that's important for anyone in Mm -hmm. any area of life but particularly in business yeah I always say like no one is going to come around to your house and do the work for you mm-hmm. so it's it's all on you yeah and I feel like goal setting goal setting just gives you a structure mm-hmm. that works for you to make sure you're on the path that you want to be on yeah definitely so we're currently on the third day of a brand new decade how are you feeling about it and are you do you want to talk us through maybe some of your own goals for 2020 I would love to <laughs> I'm feeling great <laughs> about 2020, of course. I, I'm i not someone who every every New Year says, I have a good feeling about this year, this New Year's going to be a good one. I kind of feel like that generally about life. But something about 2020 and it being a new decade just feels, a, feels extra special yeah. to me. And I am a spiritual person and I have spoke to other people who have like similar beliefs to me about the significance of things like that and I do feel like 2020 it does feel like a a new chapter yeah so I have felt really positive about it I'm like everyone else I have I do get January blues I do get post Christmas blues Mm -hmm. so it is really nice to be sat with you today because it does feel like easing into the work year (laughs) but overall I think 2020 is really exciting and it's always just a really a really exciting time of year if you choose to make it an exciting time of year well it's the third day and you've already tried something new you've already launched something haven't you so it's it's bound to be an exciting time for you yeah (laughs) definitely (laughs) yeah so my goals shall I share like a couple business goals and a couple personal yeah um, whatever you're comfortable with. I always like <laughs> I always like having both mm-hmm. I think it's really easy to just focus on business goals yeah and we always end up as business owners neglecting ourselves don't mm-hmm. we so my income goal for the year is I want to earn 50 grand in, in revenue not in profit yeah in revenue this is a really scary goal for me 
And I feel like that's even more of a reason to say it out loud (laughs) online because I truly believe that if more, if women talked about money more, earning money, raising your prices, asking for money, chasing him, but if we talked about it more and we weren't, we weren't so worried about being crass or being seen as offensive or whatever, which I've totally felt all those things too then the world would be a different place. So mm-hmm. as scary as it is for me to say, I want to earn 50 grand this year, I think that's a really exciting goal for me. Yeah. And that's a really stretchy goal. I don't want anyone listening to this to think that I'm almost there. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not okay. at all. Because <laughs> okay. I heard you talk about it on your podcast. And yeah. I think it does have the opposite effect for a lot of women, especially those in business, to think, okay, well, I'm, am I playing small? Like, should I be doing the same and thinking yeah. that kind of size so yeah I think it's yeah. really amazing to be so open about it thank you I was definitely inspired by a few other a few other business owners and my friend who I did my goal setting workbook with mm-hmm. we had a day together where we did it she I said this on the podcast that you you listened to she said my initial income goal was too small <laughs> and she said it was really re- it was too realistic it was yeah. too safe and I think we definitely fall into the trap of that when it comes to mm-hmm. targets. Because the fear is that I won't earn 50 grand this year. But then if I set that goal, I know I'm going to really push myself and probably get further along than I would if I'd been really safe. Yeah, because I think that's another thing about how I mentioned about being too comfortable, maybe, and just coasting. I've seen two very different years in terms of incomes. Like one has been really good, one's been really disappointing. Um, so in my mind I think I'm not in control of it and that it's just that's how it is for a freelancer it just fluctuates but yeah I think by setting a goal and then breaking it down into how you've spoken about breaking it down you obviously know how many clients you need to get per month or Mm. what work you need to be bringing in to reach that goal so then you've got a clear goal in your head of okay well I need to be doing this in terms of the work and that'll hopefully lead to that goal Whereas I've just very much taken things as they come, like a new client's come along, yeah, I'm happy to work with you, but not kind of actively sort out that work. So it's making you more proactive, I suppose. Yeah, I agree. And it also opens you up to new opportunities and new avenues. Mm -hmm. So the group coaching wasn't on my plan until at least later this year. And it wasn't a money thing at all. It was let's give this a go and see if see if it lands see if people resonate see if people want it yeah and it just so happened that everyone wanted it and it sold out if I hadn't been open to trying that I wouldn't have got there yeah so I think even even just thinking bigger puts you in a state of mind that allows you to follow those breadcrumbs or say yes to those opportunities that if you were almost too focused on just what you're doing now you wouldn't be open to that yeah hope that makes sense yes it does it does another big goal for me is I would love to have sponsors for my podcast mm-hmm. this is a scary one and not something that again not something I massively have control over but I do feel like my podcast is a strong niche we've got mm-hmm. an amazing community and I would love to be able to have that money to reinvest into equipment and editor being able to travel across the country more to interview Mm -hmm. people all that kind of stuff so that's a big goal for me this year and I'm really just 
that's a real I feel like a beginner with that goal yeah. it's not something that is going to be easy it's not something that comes easily to me to mm-hmm. be like read cold cold emailing yeah. and reaching out mm-hmm. and chasing things up and getting on getting on business calls with brands that I don't yeah. know people I've never met but I'm excited about that personal goals I would love to get back to my daily like mindful morning routine again a real cliche (laughs) something that I was a real advocate for a few years ago and I just completely have let that fall off by the wayside last year I had quite a stressful year Uh, my business took a backseat I struggled I had moments like where I really struggled with stress and anxiety Mm -hmm. and that was the last thing that I wanted to do to get up in the morning and meditate or to read a self-help book or journal and once we once we were in the house and I was in a new routine I really fell back into that towards the end of last year and I noticed massive benefits Mm -hmm. so like I said spirituality is a big thing for me and meditation is a huge part of my morning and I think I just want to commit to focusing on that this year yeah and making it a daily practice Mm -hmm. rather than something that I do every every so often or maybe like the odd day of the week where I feel like doing it Mm mm-hmm I want it to be as habitual as brushing my teeth. Yeah, that's a really good one. Definitely one I want to implement as well. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do it together. (laughs) Let's. So for those listeners who maybe haven't set any goals for the year yet, what would your top tips for helping to define those goals be? I have to shamelessly plug my workbook here. Of course. Because that is why I created it. Yeah. So I have a whole system that I use that I've used myself, used with clients and like refined over the years. However, I'm happy to share it in a nutshell with you. (laughs) Um, First thing is reflecting, of course. I feel like as easy as it might seem to hit the ground running, head straight into 2020, there is so much value from looking back. Like I said before, it isn't, always a great thing to just be go 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 Mm -hmm. and especially in business it's so powerful to take a step back have a pause and to look back on the year gone by and I'm sure many people have already done this because we're already into January but if you haven't or if you've not in detail I think it's a great idea to write down everything that you've achieved in the past year how far you've come lessons that you might have learned or new skills new things that you've worked on what's worked what hasn't worked especially in business because that should shape where you want to go I think it's okay to think about the negatives as long as it's a learning a learning experience and it's gonna help shape your 2020 goals so in terms of looking ahead for the year I think it's a combination of thinking really big picture and allowing yourself to dream big allowing yourself to think of what's possible for you and your business but then it's bringing that back down to earth and making that practical and thinking what does that look like how is that going to work how does that break down in terms of in the next six months in the next three months in the next month in the next week and Mm -hmm. today (laughs) yeah and so it's a it's a combination of 
thinking big picture and allowing yourself to dream, allowing yourself to run with that like January energy yeah, and get motivated and get inspired and excited and get all of that down on paper in as much detail as you can. But then it's just as, if not more important, to break that down into a step-by-step action plan. And I always say, think of every single thing that you need to do to get from A to B. Get from where you are now to where you want to be. And you've essentially wrote your to-do list for 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> yeah. So in a nutshell, that's the process. Yeah. It's obvious, it takes time. Mm-hmm. I would say um, if you're setting yourself up to set goals, then get yourself into like the best mindset possible make yourself comfy like make it a really positive experience Mm -hmm. because that again is going to help you be in a really positive frame of mind yeah to think big and to set some really exciting goals because goals should be exciting Mm -hmm. and they should also scare you a little bit I believe yeah or a lot of it (laughs) yeah definitely yeah and I can definitely vouch for the workbook because Kat very kindly gave me a copy which I've been working through over the past couple of weeks and yeah I've never really done this kind of process before I've usually just jumped straight into the year felt overwhelmed about all of the rest of the online world talking about setting goals and what the goals are for the year and then kind of just whipped up some yeah yeah just kind of plucked some goals out of thin air and then that was it done put to the side never looked at again so it's really interesting to work through this process and yeah I found it really really enjoyable experience like last week I had an evening in by myself so had the fire on had a nice glass of cider oh because <laughs> so I don't nice. like wine yeah. so I'm not an adult yet <laughs> yeah like and, like Jess said setting yourself up in like a really cozy mm-hmm. cozy setup yeah it was a very enjoyable best. evening I'm so glad you're enjoying it and can people still get hold yes. of the workbook now yeah so yeah there are some left I think they're gonna sell out this month Mm-hmm. So if you want one, I would say don't don't wait on it. It's quite a bargain myself. Oh yeah, definitely. So. And it's the step by step guide. So if you're like me and you haven't probably been through this process before, you don't then have to think about starting your own process or yeah. researching them. It's all in there for yeah. you, just and to whole, fill in. The whole year is laid out as well. Yeah. So a topic I've seen you speak about online is how to know whether a goal is too big or unrealistic. Do you want to talk about that a little bit maybe as I'm sure other people have come across this at some point? Yeah this is a a juicy one (laughs) and I find people fall into like one of two camps. Some people don't allow themselves to dream big enough Mm -hmm. and they're perhaps too focused on the on the day-to-day of the ins and outs of their business and some people struggle with the ins and outs of the business they struggle with the day-to-day to-do list getting the work done actually getting the plan mm-hmm. getting the ball rolling with their goals yet when you ask them what do you want to do they you know they paint this picture mm-hmm. of like I want a TED talk and I want to be a millionaire <laughs> and, <I> want... <laughs> and then when you're like how are you going to get there they're like I don't know <laughs> so in terms of is a goal too big or unrealistic I think it's about reframing it and asking asking questions to get to the bottom of the goal and whether it's right for you. Firstly, I would say it's always important to check in with your gut and ask yourself, is this a goal you actually want to achieve? Mm -hmm. Because I think 
if you're told, if I've come on here and said, dream big and set exciting, scary goals, you might go away and think, oh, well, I need to write down, I want to earn six figures this year. Yeah. But if you don't actually want that, then that is an unrealistic or too, quote unquote, too big of a goal for you because Mm -hmm. it's not actually what you want to do. It's a should. So I always think it's important to check in with you and make your goals work for you don't set goals that you just feel like you should be setting Mm -hmm. the next thing is if you do tend to run away with your daydream and not get down to the nitty-gritty it's do you have a plan in place to achieve this goal and if not can you break this goal down into a step-by-step action plan Mm -hmm. and this doesn't have to be like you might have a goal just in general for your business to do something like have a TED talk or write a book or whatever and that goal might be a big picture goal that isn't necessarily going to happen for you this year but it's something you want to start working towards so I would say okay so if you can look at 2020 and know that you're going to be doing x y and z to set yourself milestones to start working towards that goal then that is still a re even though on the surface to some people it might be a huge a huge quote unquote unrealistic goal to have if you've just started a business mm-hmm. and you want to have a TED talk. Yeah. But because it's what you want and because you have a plan in place to move towards it, it's not. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I wanna say is something that I shared on the group coaching last night and someone who I reference like constantly because I am just she's a bit she's somewhat of like a mentor to me and someone I massively look up to and that is Lucy Sheridan I think every single person listening to this podcast if you don't already should be following her (laughs) yeah definitely she's all about comparison but she talks so like she speaks to me especially about business stuff it all like everything everything mindset everything personal growth always applies to your business especially Mm -hmm. if you're self-employed and you're like a one woman band yeah and she had this IGTV a few months ago and I'm happy to send you the link Mm -hmm. if people want to go and watch it in the show notes or you can probably just scroll back through through her Instagram feed and find it and she shared this statement that she shared with a client and it was the question is not is this possible the question is am I willing to believe this is possible for me Mm -hmm. and I feel like that statement sums up this question yeah definitely because we all know people who've most of us are setting goals that have actually happened in in real life people actually have done a TED talk people actually have earned the money that you want to earn people actually have had a number one best-selling book whatever your big goal that that you're questioning whether it's realistic or not you know it's possible Mm -hmm. you know it's physically a possibility because someone else has done it the real question is are you willing to believe that getting to that level is possible for you yeah and so I think the question of is my goal too big or unrealistic is really about you your mindset and what you believe is possible for you Mm -hmm. to achieve 
and what Lucy shares in this IGTV, which I think everyone should watch if they struggle with this. She says, even if you can wake up tomorrow and be like 5% more there in terms of you believe it's possible, mm-hmm. like I'm just going to I'm just going to try to believe it's possible a little bit more today. And you're doing the mindset work and the confidence work that involves that then it isn't too big and it it's not unrealistic mm-hmm. i know that's a really again a really long-winded way yeah. of explaining that but yeah I, I think mindset is mindset is everything oh my gosh yes definitely i mean if you can't believe that something is possible for yourself then that's the first barrier isn't it so yeah i think yeah. that's great and i'm definitely going to be going watching IGTV first thing on my to-do list (laughs) (laughs) so as a coach what are some of the most common barriers you witness your clients coming up against when it comes to achieving the dream goals again I had a real long hard think about this yesterday (laughs) procrastination yeah perfectionism oh yeah that's a big massive one for me (laughs) lack of like either lack of boundaries or lack of putting themselves first and I think all of these things come down to oh limiting beliefs is another big one yeah I think all of these things come down ultimately to fear Mm -hmm. I think when you dig deep into most things that people struggle with when it comes to success personal growth personal development achieving their goals or not achieving their goals fear is such a such a huge component Mm -hmm. so procrastinate let's go through them one by one (laughs) so procrastination is for me the ultimate fear of failure because there's a reason you put off doing something Mm -hmm. I always joke but it's kind of it's not a joke at the same time no one procrastinates on brushing their teeth no one procrastinates driving to work in the morning no one procrastinates turning the telly on in time to watch love island (laughs) like no one is procrastinating or putting off doing a task that is the mundane that is the everyday that is easy for them the tasks we put off doing are the tasks that mean something because they either mean we're putting ourselves out there we're putting something on the line we're risking something we're doing something new we're doing something unknown and there is fear there of failure or of rejection Mm -hmm. if we send that job application there is a possibility that we might not get the job Mm -hmm. or even then I think another thing another conversation is the fear of success because if you send that job application then what if you get the interview then what if you get the job Mm -hmm. then you have to be really good at the job yeah and the pressure that comes along with that and so people beat themselves up about procrastinating on things that are important to them when that's why they're procrastinating on it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, procrastination is a huge one. Uh, perfectionism. Perfectionism is like the ultimate cop out, I think, mm-hmm. because it is the easiest excuse in the book to not to not give something a go. Yeah. because it's not the perfect time you've not like you were saying before you've not got the perfect mic yeah to, that was my to excuse start your for, podcast. Yeah, for months years probably <laughs> <laughs> so it's 
yeah, perfectionism is such a cop out because you've almost like you've almost. I'm not saying this is a personal attack <laughs> to you because I'm a recovering perfectionist too. Um, you're shooting yourself in the foot like before you've even given it a go. Yeah, and the amount of you know businesses that haven't been started or books that haven't been written, podcasts that haven't been recorded mm-hmm. because someone wants it to be perfect. It's just so it's so tragic and the thing with goals the thing with growth and like developing yourself in your business or as a person you're never going to get where you want to go if you're not willing to get your hands dirty do the work be like down in the trenches and to do that you have to you have to stumble and you have to be crap at things yeah I think that's the thing that's (laughs) difficult now that seemingly in the online world things are do seem to be perfect people have the perfect feed people have the perfect blogs that are very kind of editorial and have amazing imagery so it's hard to see yourself it's hard to accept yourself as a beginner in something I think yeah and once you kind of feel like you've got a handle on something or yeah I'm I'm happy with where my blogs are I'm happy with my imagery I want to start a podcast oh wait I have to go back to being a beginner again and not be amazing at something I think it's quite hard to accept but yeah as you said you're never going to grow and learn unless you try new things so yeah it is it is a difficult one as a perfectionist but yeah I'm trying to definitely channel that done is better than perfect and that I can learn and improve as I move through something so yeah yeah I love that I really do and again a great skill to develop as a business owner but as a person Mm -hmm. is being okay with being shit at something yeah it's such an ego thing isn't it Mm -hmm. especially if you're really good at what you currently do and you want to try something new you really do have to put your ego aside and and be okay with being a beginner yeah yeah it's tough (laughs) but for so like for so many people that is the number one thing that is holding them back from even giving it a go in the first place because mm-hmm. yeah. it's a, and I say it's a cop I don't mean it's a cop out to be mean or or like a personal attack to anyone like I said I think the it's a cop out it feels like a cop out for myself and for others because you're you're shooting yourself in the foot before you've even begun so you you've you've already failed because you've not tried it at all yeah in some ways as well I I will fall foul of I've done the work maybe so I know that when I was starting the co-working club in general I'd come up with the name I'd done the branding but I was thinking is this good enough to actually it was the final step of pushing it into the world that I was kind of failing at so I'd done the work but yeah it was that final step of letting other people see it which I was terrified of so but then yeah once you let go of that and accept it might not be perfect I can change things it isn't going to be the end of the world if I make tweaks further down the line like this doesn't have to be the logo forever but yeah so it's just letting go of things like that so you've just launched your very first group coaching program which is something I know you've wanted to do for a long time what is it about group coaching that you felt so passionate about so group coaching was a real discovery for me I guess Mm -hmm. it's not something that's always come naturally to me and when I first I did my first workshop or first talk or anything to a group I was 
shitting myself. <laughs> I was so scared. I've always been introverted. I've always been better one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And so it was a real like revelation for me when I realised that I love group work just as much mm-hmm. as one-to-one. I think the thing with group work is the people within a group almost get more out I don't want to say I'm not selling my one-on-one coaching here I'm kind of shooting myself in the foot but for the people who benefit from a group they get just as much if not a bit more out of it Mm -hmm. being in a group environment because some people thrive in that environment especially women I find I'm sure you found this too when you bring a group of women together to connect them to share like-minded views or you know be able to relate if everyone is going after this pursuing the same goal if everyone has the same struggles all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff if you can get a group of women in my case and in your case together and get them talking that is so powerful and transformative definitely like the support that's there just naturally is amazing because just before we finished for the year we had our like final book club we were talking about what basically what our goals were going to be for next year and some people shared things that they'd never spoken about yeah out loud probably before they'd always just had it as something in their head and yeah to see the support coming from other people that really kind of spurred them on and everyone left feeling amazing so it's the same yeah same kind of thing with the group coaching and so like be, working one-on-one is something I'm always going to do because I feel like it's really it's really powerful Mm. it has the power to change someone's life and often we need that one-on-one time with someone else to truly listen but group work is just so it fills me up so much it's so exciting because I kind of selfishly I feel like I get just as much out of it Mm -hmm. as the people who are there do because everyone shares everyone can relate everyone has input everyone has you know a certain perspective that they can tell the group or mm-hmm. other girls will give each other advice like when I'm not even there yeah I was just about to say like you're not having to instigate every single conversation so when someone kind of of their own free will posts in the Facebook group and updates the group maybe or shares something that they're working on that must be such a great feeling for you yeah. to just kind of be like mediating that and chiming in where you can and giving your yeah. advice but seeing how other people kind of share their experiences as well yeah and it's also the accountability Mm -hmm. so I one-on-one coaching offers accountability but I think group work offers a different type of accountability yeah in that if you tell if you tell one person what you want to do and you don't do it you can you can explain to that one person yeah I feel like it feels different telling a group of 20 people what you're gonna do Mm mm-hmm yeah it, it kind of it does feel like I actually need to go away and do this yeah now. definitely <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned earlier that you also host a podcast which is called put yourself first and is one of my favorites thank you <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the ways that you put yourself first both kind of in business and your personal life oh I feel like <laughs> put yourself first is like it's more than just a few habits and mm-hmm. routines it is a lifestyle for me yeah it is is a philosophy it is an ethos it's how I try as much as I can to live my life 
However, for practicality, <laughs> I thought I'd share a few of my put yourself first tips and routines and things that I love to do. So let's start with business, of course. I don't book anything in before 10. That is my put yourself first thing because, as I said before, my morning routine is really important to me. And whether I've been working the evening before or I just want to ease into my day, I like having that extra time in the morning and I can have that extra time yeah. because I work for myself. So that's a big one for me. I'm also a huge fan of boundaries in general, but like the 10am the thing is a boundary for me. But equally, I have set days of the week where I do all of my coaching calls and I try to fit podcast interviews within those days too, if I can. Just because to put myself first, I need that time alone at my desk mm-hmm. to just have that time to reflect, to get, you know, get emails done, get all the boring admin stuff done. Yeah. And if I say yes to too many things and I fill my whole week with appointments, then I get really stressed and I can't do the nitty gritty stuff. So that's two business things. In terms of personally how I put myself first, some days are like my sacred days of the week. You Mm -hmm. cannot take my Sunday away from me. (laughs) It is my day. I don't. I, I don't do anything on Sundays nice. I like that. <laughs> although that being said some of the group calls are going to be on a Sunday but that is my choice yeah um yeah Sundays are no matter how busy my week is no matter how hectic no matter how much I have on no matter if I've worked Monday to Friday or Monday to Saturday mm-hmm. Sunday is my day and I try to have that as my Most weeks, I would say 90% of my weeks, Sunday is my full day off. And just personally, I think I try as much as I can to be quite intuitive about things like food, exercise, sleep is a huge one for me, taking pauses throughout the day. I think I put myself first by just constantly checking in with myself, Mm -hmm. with, you know, how I'm feeling, my mental health, physical health, all those quite basic and not very glamorous and sexy not very <laughs> not very self-care instagrammy stuff things like my mental health is suffering today I need to take a step back mm-hmm. I need to cancel something or I need to stay in or I need to reach out to a friend or I need to go for a walk mm-hmm. I need to have an extra hour in bed to sleep like the the really basic stuff yeah is so important mm-hmm And why do you think putting yourself first is such an important message for female business owners in particular? Because as women, we do tend to still feel really guilty about the whole life and career thing. Yeah. I think that as much as we have a lot more choice and a lot more agency, thank goodness, in (laughs) 2020, we're making moves, but we still have these like quite systemic quite ancestral beliefs embedded that we have about us we put pressure on ourselves with and also of course society either subconsciously or consciously shares with us things like we need to be you know we need to be superwoman mm-hmm. we need to be everything to everyone we can't say no to someone it's selfish to take time for ourselves it's selfish to want to run a business if you have kids or if you have family members who 
you are the one who should be looking after those people or you should want to be a mum and that's it. Yeah. I think we're still dealing with that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And this applies to any human, male, female, or gender Mm non-binary, trans, anywhere in between. But women specifically, I think, are quite predisposed to being people pleasers. Yeah, definitely. And putting way too much on the plate. So we're less than a week into the new year and you've already got your group coaching programme underway, but what else are you looking forward to in 2020? I'm getting a dog and a cat this year. How <laughs> amazing. Was this a business related question? I mean, I had put both professionally <laughs> yeah. and personally, but I mean, the coaching's business, so that's an exciting thing though. <laughs> that was the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> um, I would say professionally opening up to potential sponsors for the podcast Mm -hmm. and maybe doing another round of the group coaching yeah um and continuing to do that that'd be really exciting but yeah personally um we're gonna be getting a puppy and a kitten this year that's so so exciting please can i come back around when you get the puppy yeah of course (laughs) of course (laughs) so finally the question that i'm asking everyone if location was no obstacle, which three fellow business owners would you like to be in your co-working club? I love that question. <laughs> Number one, Lisa Sheridan. Yeah, great one. Because she's not even that far away. Like, we met up before Christmas, but she's fab. <laughs> um, and I kind of, I feel like there would be less bad days, less down days if she was around <laughs> because she's just such like a ray of sunshine i love marie folio again i think she's such a go-getter she's so positive she just like gives you a big pep talk whenever you had whenever you had anything big whenever you were going (laughs) after something she'd be like done is better than perfect yeah go 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 (laughs) clarity comes from action not thought (laughs) like i need those i need those nuggets of like those Mm -hmm. quotables from marie um to get me through the day and the other person who came to mind was Mel Wells. So she's someone I've massively looked up to since I start since I started coaching, but also before because her work is her work is amazing for women. She's all about self love and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think she'd be a great one to remind me to have fun, to slow down to enjoy the process mm-hmm. and to not take everything so seriously because I definitely do that <laughs> and her thing is all about like embracing embracing your you know your intuition and your femininity and like taking time to, taking time to smell the roses basically mm-hmm. and not just being go 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 all the time yeah well that sounds like the perfect combination of people yeah very well rounded <laughs> And to end, you just want to let people know where they can find you online? Yeah. So I am always hanging out on Instagram. It is the place to be if you <laughs> want to come and chat with me. I'm at cat underscore horrocks on Instagram. And for all information on the workbook, on group coaching, one-to-one coaching, and everything else from me, you can head to cathorrocks.com perfect well thank you so much for having me it has been a pleasure and i'm feeling ready to go and achieve some goals now so me too (laughs) after we've had lunch yeah (laughs) and after i've got my puppy yeah (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much
If you enjoy this podcast, please do subscribe so you keep up to date with all of future episodes. And if you could possibly leave a review, it would really help us in this early stage of launching the podcast. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you back here next Monday.